Do you struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to www.krista-luna.com and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.krista-luna.com. We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos. Vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome to Paranormal, the new normal. So excited to be back once again. It's been a little while, it feels like. I don't know. It just feels like it has. I don't think it has been that long, but I'm back once again to try to make this world more normal. Does it ever happen? Oh, Lordy, no. Lordy, no. And I don't think we're going to get there today too much. We'll try. We'll try. But it never usually happens. My listeners love my optimism, you know. But... (laughs) That voice you hear is my guest, who I am very excited to have, Cassandra Deanne, who is a certified human design reader. And yes, we're going to find out what all that's about in a little bit. And she is also the host of Things I Talk About podcast, which such a simple, glorious name. I like it. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> oh, I mean, and it, it leaves it open to so much stuff you can talk about without narrowing you down to something. I, things I wish I did when I started my podcast instead of ways I went, but oh well. (laughs) So first things first, how are you doing tonight, Cassandra? I'm doing pretty good, Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited uh, to uh, explore the the mystical mystical realms with you. (laughs) Well, shit, call me Lincoln. Let's go. I'm down for that. (laughs) But all right, so First things first, the first question I ask everybody on this show is, what got you into the paranormal, spiritual, and for this episode, I'll throw in mystical world that we live in? Like, what got you into this side of the world rather than the boring, mundane, nine-to-five office job type of the world? (laughs) Yeah, wow, that's that's an excellent starting question. Um, So I actually would say that I definitely was not the person that I... Um, that would be here where I am now. I experienced a spontaneous spiritual awakening 
a couple of years ago, which I, a little background is I came from a very um, sheltered, very controlled, religiously abusive upbringing. So I never really entertained any sort of questions of the universe and the beyond and, you know, ghosts, you know, wasn't a thing. You know, we were taught even the dinosaurs weren't real and they were made up. So, you know, there was definitely my mind was groomed to be shut off to kind of do and be conditioned to whatever it is that, you know, they wanted me to do. Uh, so I was, I joke that I was not the likely candidate for a spiritual awakening, um, but yet it happened during a solar eclipse um, that I later found out was in a predominant placement in my astrology chart. Mm-hmm. And astrology kind of was the first area I feel like, you know, kind of like the veil lifted. And that was the first realm I explored, which ultimately led me down all sorts of interesting rabbit holes and star seeds and and, uh, you know, human design. And now I'm a certified human design reader and talk about all of these, you know, interesting spiritual topics with uh, my clients and other people. So, yeah. Wow. So much to unpack in that little bit. <laughs> but I swear, I swear. It's, you just gave me probably 30 minutes at least. Worth of <laughs> but we'll get to all that in a minute. And it's, I love that start with the spiritual awakening because I've actually, well, I've had multiple, I have had multiple people tell me that I'm going through mine at this moment over the last month or two and going forward still, hopefully. But I mean, I kind of grin in like a, a way where I'm like, I don't know if it, I mean, yeah. chaos comes with a spiritual awakening. I've been told multiple times. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've had a lot of chaos lately. So, I mean, it's, possible I, I i according to my reiki coach i am an empath so okay yeah yeah so i mean hey we'll see give me a year time and we'll see what happens um i'm in, I'm in a rush but i'm also kind of in a rush i don't know it's in between but <laughs> but let me ask the second question i ask everybody so i can get it out of the way and i can get to all these hot topics i really want to hit but have have you ever had an experience with any kind of spirit or cryptid or extraterrestrial or anything in the paranormal realm? Oh my gosh. Um, so yes. Uh, and the first story that comes to mind was actually ever since I was little, um, I had, I've always been someone that's very active at night. So I would, I mean, even when I was young, my mom said that I would somehow get out of the house, sleepwalk out of the house and be out in the snow and they would just not be sure where or how, you know, I did that. I talked in my sleep all the time when my husband and I were dating, he would call me and hold conversations. And I would say all of these crazy things and have an entire conversation and be completely asleep. Um, so I had a regular nightly visitor, um, that was ever since I was young and I, 
you know, we, as I was, as I mentioned how I was raised, like uh, we didn't, we were taught not even to believe in ghosts because it's like, you have to be good and you go to heaven or you go to hell. There's no in between. There's no such thing as ghosts. There's demons, but not ghosts. So I never had an outlet to talk to anybody about it. And when I married, my husband was used to multiple times away, uh, you know, a night I would wake up screaming bloody murder and he would have to try to like snap me out of it. Then one day I actually was able to see a visual face of this person. It was kind of foggy and the shape of the face, but it was nothing in color. It was more like outlines and smoke and gray. And it was, it was very unusual as I, you know, at this particular time, I was trying to be the good, you know, fundamentalistly raised Christian girl. And so I found later that I could recognize the face and I looked through what albums and photos I have and I couldn't identify it. And then eventually I stumbled upon a photo that was my grandfather on my father's side. We, you know, part of being raised the way we were, we were very sheltered from relatives even I didn't know much about my grandparents. I didn't even know if my grandfather knew me when I was born because he died when I was, you know, as far as I know, before I was born, I found out he did know me. He did meet me. This was him. And then later after my awakening as a part of a spiritual group uh, training for intuitives, I did, we were in a mediumship uh, class And all of the girls started describing this man and they each were describing the same person that they were receiving. And it was my grandfather. So after I found out, though, that was who it was, I never I never had that experience again. It was just like that. And all of a sudden, you know, it was like, okay, she's she knows who I am. I'm good. She knows that I watch over her. And so, yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking you said Catholic earlier for some reason, but uh, yeah. I mean, if you're raised Christian then purgatory really isn't a thing talking yeah. about Christianity because I was, I was raised Christian as well. I'm not exactly the same way you were, but I was raised Christian as well yeah. uh, in a more placid setting, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we yeah. were Christian, but it wasn't like forced into us. I mean, well, they tried, but they, they failed. Um, but <laughs> it's sad because my best my best friend who passed away back in seventeen, uh, he was raised Catholic, very strict Catholic, and his father okay. reminds me of your family a lot. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I whenever I hear stories like that, it just it just hits me because I've spent so long hearing his stories of growing up, and it's just like, God, if I could write a book about those stories, if I could remember half of them, they would be a bestseller. But <laughs> It'd be a, it'd be for sad reasons, but it'd be a bestseller. Yeah. So, so you had a see when you said you had a nightly visitor, I was almost thinking like, oh, alien, alien, alien. <laughs> and, then like, and then like a couple, a couple seconds later, I was like, oh, ghost. Okay, okay, ghost. Animals. We love ghosts on the show, so hell yeah. <laughs> Nothing like a good ghost story, really isn't. But 
So, I mean, that makes sense that he went away after you got, that was probably why he was showing up was yeah. business was he wanted to make sure you knew that he knew who you were. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty neat. And, and that's funny, the alien talk. I definitely love a good alien talk. That was a, a early portion of my spiritual awakening journey where I kind of went down that rabbit hole. But at the time that this was going on, like I didn't entertain anything. I mean, my husband kind of entertained the possibility, but I mean, if dinosaurs were out of the question, I sure the hell wasn't going to be exploring aliens. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this, but I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure you know aliens exist at this point, but um, yeah. <laughs> but um, dinosaurs still may exist too, in some degree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, obviously. <laughs> well, I no, I, I mean, just beyond. I mean, I mean, beyond like alligators, crocodiles, and that, like the, the stuff we know exists in multiple, multiple populations. But yeah, there actually there actually is beliefs of some living, bigger dinosaurs around the world. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, nothing surprises me anymore. And it's just, there's so much that hasn't been dove into or explored, you know, and I don't know, I, I tend to, you know, this now after what I've gone through, I mean, I've, I've already gone through the shock and awe at this point, I'm pretty much willing to say, okay, yeah, I, that, yeah, I can, I can buy that. <laughs> well, that's a, that's the mindset we want people to have in this show. <laughs> but, <laughs> and yeah, living dinosaurs are a thing in South America, Africa, even in Western America to some degree. So okay. good old Thunderbirds. But okay. so you did mention, and actually, yeah, since you kind of did bring it up a second ago. Well, actually, before we go to that, let's talk astrology for a second, because I I've had a few astrologers on the show and. I've even had a full astrological chart reading done in the show. It literally took like a half hour of the show, but it was interesting. Oh, yeah. For me, I don't know if my listeners even give a shit, but for me, it was interesting. <laughs> but, um, and I mean, it's astrology is fascinating to me because yeah, the fact that the stars and planets, I mean, yes, everything is connected in the universe. Everything works together in energy and all that. I believe all that. I truly do. But it's just almost mind-breaking to believe that everything in the sky affects our life so much because astrological readings everyone i've ever had is so painstakingly accurate to your life and if it's not yet it will be soon so i mean it's just it's creepy it's almost creepy that's the best way i could describe it it's like i mean it's almost like having a spy camera on you and they know what your next move is going to (laughs) be the stars are watching you but i mean it's just uh, I mean, so when you first got into astrology, like what was the big thing for you with it? Like what really drew you to it? Yeah. So that actually was sort of the kind of the, onion, you know, the layers coming apart the, the day that I had my experience, um, you know, it was, it was, I, you know, I, I, I joke that the, it's like, I just had to crack the door a little bit. And so it was around that time. And like I said, later I found out it was a solar eclipse that day. And 
I decided uh, to, I heard somebody talk about the sun, moon, and rising in astrology. And I decided I was going somewhere and I had a long drive. So I decided to listen to a podcast and I picked a podcast that talked about the 12 houses um, in astrology. And it was the strangest thing because it was like I heard it and it it wasn't even looking back at the knowledge I appreciate and enjoy of astrology. It was really, I don't want to say superficial, but it was coming from a place. It was two college, you know, college age girls mm-hmm. that there was probably more conversation about who liked who and what was going on in their life than there was astrology. Um But it was, so it was, I mean, if there's beginner level, I would say this was even more digestible than that. Um, So I started to listen to it and these dots just started to connect for me. And I started to just all of a sudden start putting things together and it wouldn't stop all day. I was looking into the astrology and when I, that night I ended up in tears crying to my husband and I said everything like my biggest mistakes, my, you know, my biggest challenges, everything about me. This is a recipe of, you know, my gifts, my everything. And why didn't I know this sooner? And I wouldn't have been able to receive it sooner. It was the timing um, was right then. So I, I studied this, you know, reading the natal charts. Um, I mean, there are some incredible astrologers out there. I will say that my love for astrology turned into human design because I felt like I can sit with somebody an hour and talk astrology. But if you don't know the aspects and the houses and the different importances of the chart, I'm speaking French to you, where human design uses astrology along with other modalities like the I Ching. And I could talk an hour from a chart in that respect. And it was empowering people left with a a practical understanding that they could digest about themselves. So I love, for example, I'm going to be having a guest on my podcast that does the galactic astrology that gets into star seed origins and stuff like that. I'm super excited about that. I haven't, you know, that's not my area of specialties, um, I'm speaking more generally at the, I, my clients tend to be at the beginner level. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's astrology is really, in, is really neat. And a big part of human design is, as I said, astrology and the idea that, you know, now we have language such as the quantum field that we can kind of add to this where human design talks about it's the neutrino particles that are affiliated with, um, you know, the, the atmosphere, the cosmos, the everything, and that these all impact and influence and create, crystallize into who we are, what we're here to do. There's so many other layers to it. 
But a fun fact I like about astrology is that when I, I've, I love the ancient alien stuff and I love the idea that I've heard people say when you look at the knowledge of astrology, because that was one thing in the beginning I'd ask myself, I'm like, so dude, what happened? Were people just so bored that they sat down and like looked at the sky and they're like, oh, that that dot right there, I'm going to call that Mars. And, you know, it looks like it might be easily agitated, you know, and so But I love when you study ancient Sumer and you see these ancient tablets where they already mapped out the solar system and, you know, the belief that this was not knowledge necessarily that we sat and, you know, came up with, but rather it was given to us from other origins. Yes. And once again, so much to unpack. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but yes, I, I, a lot of my theories on this, on the way this earth operates and has operated have to do with ancient aliens. And yeah, we weren't, we didn't exactly evolve here. I mean, we did in a way, but we were put here by we something. We were helped that, out a little. <laughs> uh, definitely a little more than a little, but I mean, <laughs> and, and actually, um, Mars was given the name Mars by the Romans because that's their God of War. But yeah. And that's why Mars is agitated all the time because it got a war and was agitated. But <laughs> I, I mean, but and yes, they were able to map out the stars and the planets and all that. And aside a tribute to them because there's always been people that are connected to the universe somehow, connected, oh, connected yeah. to fate. Because like you said, with your spiritual awakening, like it wasn't meant to happen until it happened. That fate is right. a very real thing. We're not meant to. If, I mean, yeah, if I could have had my spiritual awakening for I was freaking 35, that would have been great. Would yeah. have saved, me, would have saved me a lot of money, a lot of heartbreak. But I mean, it's just not the way things are supposed to work. We have to earn our place with abilities. We have to earn our place in the universe. We don't just get handed it because those who do don't always use it for the best purposes. So, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Tell my previous guest, I've had a lot of people on here that were born with their abilities and they were nurtured by their parents to use it from a young age. And yeah. for those people, it worked out because they had a support system. But yeah. Not everybody has a support system and not everybody is going to use those abilities to the best of method. So fate, it's a real thing, people. But <laughs> and yes, and you kind of gave me a, the next segue as you were talking anyway, because I love star seeds. I've had a couple of them on the show over the last year. Actually, one of my first 10 guests, I think, was a star seed or maybe 15 guests. It's a long time ago. But I mean, it, it's just in. And it makes sense there are star seeds because the fact that we are all aliens or extraterrestrial spirits is a better word, extraterrestrial spirits, basically sitting in a waiting room somewhere up in the great void, waiting to come back down. Or once we achieve what our extraterrestrial spirit is meant to do, maybe we go somewhere else. Who knows? I'm not going to, I'm not, the, I'm not, I'm not a full believer in heaven. I'm not a full believer in hell. I, there's yeah. more, there's other planes, but I yeah. don't want to give names. I don't want to give names to them. I, talk to people who walk through these planes before in their dreams and oh yeah i I mean astral projection is a very real thing and it's Mm kind of creepy the airplanes that are out there if you if you hear people talk about them listen to my episode of vincent field folks oh my god you'll love it that's that's a while ago too just go listen to them all please but (laughs) i mean star seeds are just they're real that's all that's all i can say is they're real and they interest the hell out of me because these are the ones who can activate and know what they are 
Yeah. I mean, they say they don't feel like Earth is home. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like because I don't know where else would be home. Like, I don't have a feeling like that. It's just the way it works. And I'm totally talking my hands underneath the table right now, but that's the Italian in me. <laughs> so if you see my if you see my shoulders moving, folks, that's why. But uh, I mean, so star, are you a star seed? Do you think or no? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's also a very interesting conversation, as you know, because it wasn't one that I entertained at all um, earlier, and then after my awakening. You know, I kind of went into this process where I wanted to first off deconstruct my religion. And I mean, that was incredible because I found out so, so much information, you know, there was so, so much outside of Christianity that happened way before Christianity that we were never taught. I can still remember, you know, calling my brother and saying, dude, like, did you know, like the beginning of everything just wasn't like the, like Christians and there's like all these other things. Um, and so I kind of deconstructed my religion. And once I did, I got um, curious about Akashic record readings. So I did an Akashic record reading. And when I did, she identified my soul origins and she kind of explained the process. And she says, I don't want anybody to get frightened about this, but, you know, look it up, look up the term blueprinter and look up star seeds, get the book 12th planet by Zachariah Stitchin and get the book of um, keepers of the garden by Dolores Cannon. And so she identified that I have an extremely, extremely old soul origin. And the interesting part is blueprinters are not really spoken of often in the term of starseed because they were believed to be the closest original energy to source that was given sort of the blueprint for the species of humanity and this whole earth experience. Well, later on, months months later, I had another Akashic record reader and she says, you are from the Adromana galaxy and you are a blueprinter. So at this point, I'm like, okay, now two people have identified me as whatever the hell this blueprinter thing is. And so I started looking into it. And I remember sitting my husband down and saying, honey, I think I'm an alien. (laughs) And he laughed because he was like, I knew it because he always entertained aliens more than I did. And so I have been identified as my original soul origin is blueprinters, which highly resonates to me. And I've also been identified as having very strong Lyran past lives as well as Palladian. Oh, Palladians. I mean, I've heard that term a lot. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Andromeda Galaxy, of course, too. But Palladians, I I had to learn how to spell that with all the time yeah. in my show. I had to learn how to spell it so I could type it in, to, in the topic list for each episode. I would <laughs> put them out on, on social media. But yeah. And it's see, that's where the whole thing right there comes in with being Christian, too, because source, God. Yep. 
Yeah. Two printers. Angels. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh. You yep. mean Christianity? Wait a minute, Jeremy. Do you mean is, does that mean that Christianity was stolen from something? Yeah, of course it was. Everything was. <laughs> yeah. Everything's been stolen from something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. God. Yeah. All the all the different ancient god sagas mm-hmm. are all stolen from each other for God's sake. I mean, yeah. They all stole they all stole from uh Crap. Mesopotamia with uh, Gilgamesh. Yeah. They, all, they yep. all from that, basically. Yeah. Where it all started. But, mm-hmm. Which is where a lot of our paranormal beliefs come from, too, is that story. Yep. <laughs> we, won't, we, we won't go fully down that rabbit hole. Today, <laughs> this show is, well, okay. I mean, again, I mean, again, it's kind of about mythology to some degree, yeah. but not fully. So I'll say that, folks, for the episodes where I actually have someone who is a expert in mythology. And who oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they can make me look like a fool. So that's always fun for listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so eh, we're about halfway in. So let's talk about the reason you're here. Human design. Which, okay. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I've talked to people about human design before, but why don't you just give my listeners what you would call your brief elementary school overview of what it is. <laughs> I mean, you don't got to go college on us, but. Okay. So yeah, Um, a slightly formal definition is basically that it is a combination of different ancient modalities such as astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah tree of life, and the Hindu chakra system. And this is sort of picked put all in a pot and mixed in with some more ancient science, uh, more modern sciences, such as, you know, quantum physics and biochemistry and things along that lines. And what comes out of this is a very complicated looking chart, um, which is called your body graph. So my more formal definition of this would be that basically what this is, is it is your light signature. It is defining the essence of who you are, your aura, how you are meant to um, engage with others, how, what you are meant to do, who you are meant to be. And the biggest messages of human design are one, following your bliss and following your heart. Because it's believed that, you know, society says you should do this or it needs to look like that. And human design says, no, 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 we're all unique. We're all individuals. And what works for one doesn't mean that's what it's meant to be for the other. And that the things we naturally feel pulled towards, are curious about, excited about, are the things we're meant to to follow and the things that come easy to us and are natural to us are actually our gifts and shouldn't be discredited because those, once again, are the things that we are supposed to share with the world. That is why they come so effortlessly to us. And so that is a, you know, a big message of human design. It's also a lot about, you know, just kind of elaborating on that, stepping away from the programs of society. That is a big, heavy theme in human design, Um, you know, evolving and growing and being your own individual person. 
And there are a lot of very esoteric beliefs about like every, you know, it seems like there are so many different people that can talk about the new earth and things changing and evolving and human design too puts a significant weight on the year 2027 and has a lot of beliefs around the fact that we will be significantly evolving physically as a species. Um, But human design helps you get in touch with who you are and your energy, your essence. Once again, folks, a lot to unpack, but first things first. You heard her, folks. Follow your bliss, which, listeners, guess what? For me, that's you. You're lucky. But because my bliss is podcasting, that's what makes me who I am. That's my individuality. And I didn't find it until I was 34. But I never had a way to get my voice out there in the world. And now I do. That's the great thing. I now do because I found my bliss. And that ever they're going to be podcasting? No, never. Since I started listening to podcasts back in 20, God, 2015, 2016. Okay. And I, when I started listening to them, I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool to do. But I never actually thought I would do it or it would be a thing. But here I am, two, two shows, well, three shows, probably all combined. Actually, well, no, wait, four shows, probably all combined, close to 500 episodes. So, and all the countless other ones I've guested on and whatnot. So, I mean, awesome. it's just life at this point but much to my wife's despise but <laughs> so i mean yeah i i 100 agree we're not meant to be cogs in the machine we're meant to break free and do our own thing i mean god I, there are so many songs coming in my head in this episode i don't know why <laughs> actually i i actually just wrote the title for this episode already because something you said struck me and it's very music related but <laughs> <laughs> But my other podcast is a music podcast, so it's kind of my thing. Okay. So, yeah. I'll let you know what it is after we go off air because I don't want to root <laughs> for future future listeners of the actual podcast episode. But <laughs> but yeah, and I mean 2027 though. See, this can mean so many things to me. Are we gonna have nuclear war? And that's why we're evolving, because we're gonna have radiation, it's gonna kind of force us to evolve. Or our master's going to come home finally and give us the ability to evolve to our next stage, I guess? Or, or is the world going to sink into the ocean and we're going to evolve into Atlanteans? I don't know. But all those seem like possibilities for what she said for 2027, folks. So you've been warned. <laughs> you've been warned. But I, and yet, but I got to ask this, because this, this came to me while you were talking about breaking free of what we're, and being an individual what do you think about the idea of the simulation theory that we're living in a simulation or a matrix for pop culture terms? Okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I might not have a definite answer for this, but this is, this is what, how I look at it. Um, so do I believe that reality is, an illusion or subjective. Um, I do. I think that we are more powerful creators than that we realize. And I think that there are a lot of capabilities that we have that we're just not tapped into, which kind of is a hint to the 2027 topic. 
Um, but I think that we are the powerful co-creators of our reality. The key word there is co-creators. I do believe that there is some sort of essence. I don't believe in the ideal of heaven or hell. Um, I do, however, on multiple different occasions have heard a lot of reference to there being some sort of galactic, um, you know, location of, you know, where we review our lives and where we um, collaborate with other beings to determine how we want to reincarnate. I think that there's so many fun options to consider. I think my belief, though, while I don't have a hundred percent answer is this is that if we look at nothing else other than nature and creation in its essence as it is that i think there is some sort of driving force for expansion evolution and growth and that's from the plants you know the you know the animals the everything so i believe that we there's a part of me that believes that we are moving towards something who or what is the essence of that i don't know you know could you say that's god could you say that's just you know creation evolution you know i don't know um do i believe that this is a little bit matrixy or illusionary yes because i believe that we all experience our realities through our own perspectives and illusions. And when we start to understand that and sort of take back that power that we have as co-creators and we get in touch with, you know, you talk, you know, you can talk about the observer effect and quantum, you know, you know, science and things like that. I think that we are able to completely transform what our experiences are. So in that way, I do feel it's, you know, very matrixy, you could say. But to who's running the show, I don't know. <laughs> See, you mentioned God and you mentioned evolution slash energy. And but you don't say alien overlords, which is a possibility. <laughs> It's a possibility, people. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I I tend to, I tend to when it comes to aliens, uh, concepts of aliens, and I mean, I'm just so excited for something to happen. I'm definitely one of those people that are, you know, out there beam me up to your leader because I'm so curious. Which that's a funny story. One day I did that, like meditating, and I had this like. I'll, I won't make this story long, but I had this raccoon like in pitch dark. I'm out and outside in complete dark. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to like see the spaceships, you know, bring it on. And this thing starts coming towards me and it was pitch dark. Luckily, I had my phone. So I kind of turned my flashlight on and like peeked it up and it was a raccoon. And I was like, holy you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
I have good energy. I have good energy. Please don't attack me. And literally it came up right to where it was pretty much almost touching me. And I went to move my flashlight because I got nervous and it stood up and I was like, okay, nope. All right, I'll sit here. And then it went off and I was like, dang, I'm not ready for the aliens because this raccoon, you know, <laughs> scared the living bejesus out of me. So yeah, you know, <laughs> but I joke that it would be pretty cool, you know, to have that experience. <laughs> but I tend to see aliens, I think for me, I, I see, I tend to lean more towards the positive end of that. I mean, that could be naive um, because I know in Earth alone, there's duality, you know, and there's different stages of evolution and development. And so maybe it's just what helps me sleep better at night. But uh, yeah, I tend to think of aliens more in a positive light than rulership type, uh, well, you know, horror movies. <laughs> Well, put it this way, though. I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of people who are ancient world experts. Yeah. I, would be the, I guess that's the terminology I'd say. Um, but they, a lot of them all concur that Earth was founded by multiple alien races at the same time. I and believe it, yeah. There was kind of a war between different races. So, I mean... If there's good, there's always bad because yin yeah. yang is a real thing in the world. I mean, there's yeah. always evil, there's always good. It's just the way it is. And I mean, from what I've heard, it was like the Palladians and the, um, you know, I'm not going to remember the other one, but the Palladians and the other ones who look like, I believe they, they kind of look like the, Cam the Camino aliens from Star Wars. That's kind of what I've been told they look like. But I know there's what, one that uh, uh, draw. Draga, Draga, I don't oh. know. Yeah, I know they're ones that I think they were in war, if I remember correctly, with the Lyrans. Yeah, Lyrans. Yeah. That's when I, I always yeah. forget, yeah. Which I was told the Lyrans look like the Camino aliens from Star Wars, uh, which are basically just tall, very thin aliens. But And I believe they faced the Dragons, which we commonly call it today reptilians yeah so, yeah because and that's also why it's also what it's believed that when most of the palladians and the lyrans left earth the reptilians went underground in areas like los angeles or future los angeles <laughs> so that's i mean that's at least what i've been yeah. told and hollow earth theory kind of lends into that as well somewhat but i don't know i it's I mean, it does all sound like a lot of sci-fi novels I read as a kid, but still, it's just, what if these things are based on reality? What if they are? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just the way you got to look at it. And I totally lost my train of thought. But, uh, That's all right. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, but it's, I mean, the people who believe in the Matrix or simulation theory to the point where they actually believe that the Matrix was based off real things in life and that it's okay. kind of like a warning to humans. That they, I've heard that reptilians run it. I've heard that some other alien race we've never even heard of runs it. Like, it's just, who knows? Who knows who's behind the controls and making us do what we do? I mean, is it really, I mean, is it what well, we, I mean, we, we call it God, but it could be endless things in the end of the day, really. Things we'd never even thought about existing at this point. Like, it's just creepy. It's creepy, like, just to think about, because it's just like, 
Okay. I don't know what's out there. And that's scary. That's scary. I think, uh, I think one thing for me at the end of the day, I do believe in free will. I believe in it a little differently though. I think than the general idea that most people believe in it. And I believe it in it in the sense of it's the free will of our soul to choose our incarnations and our experiences to, you know, go through and be where we are and what we're doing. So I wouldn't say that I believe that there is a malefic, you know, a bad force that is ruling in the sense of our ability to make decisions for ourselves. But, you know, I also believe that there is some sort of possible um, factors because the fact that I went through an unexplainable spiritual awakening, I was not looking for that. That was not something that I was like one day entertaining at all. And so because of that, I do feel like that is what influences me believing that there is some reasoning or, or purpose or, you know, and like I said, that could just be soul expansion, but yeah, I, I think we, we do have our, we, I do believe we're very powerful beings, more powerful than we give ourselves credit. Oh, we definitely are. I mean, it's just look at all the people that are, are going in a horrible direction with their lives in their younger, in their younger days or even their middle age days. And they eventually turn around if they are given the right opportunities and are given the support they need. And they turn around and the people think like when they see them, I've not seen them for five years because they come out of their lives. They see him and they're like, oh my God, you changed to this. And it's just, people are capable of so much that we just don't realize it because the government and society want to keep us down. That's the biggest issue is the world world government want to keep us down because it's just the way it goes and because they want the power and it's just sad. People could be so much more. I mean, I also think that if we didn't live in the economy type of society we did, that if we went back to the old ways where everybody had to have a trade and do what yeah. they did best. And you trade, you trade for things like the old medieval way of living. Basically. Mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of people would shine if that was the case, yeah. because they'd, they'd have no choice, but to find what they're good at and shine at it. Yeah. But I mean, that's just, it's, I, we're not going back to that unless there's some kind of nuclear war and we're into the apocalyptic world. So <laughs> that's when money will mean nothing. But until then we're all here trying to earn a living and, Unfortunately, this isn't my living yet, <laughs> but <laughs> soon, hopefully soon. But all right, well, put you mentioned Akashic Records, which past life readings do fascinate me. I've had a few past life, I can't think of the word, past life readers, because I can't think of the real world, um, on the show before, and or past life transgressionists. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, I've had a few of them on the show, and I was actually supposed to have past life reading done like a year ago, but just it never worked out timing wise. So, mm-hmm. but they, I mean, I would imagine that Akashic Records slash past lives and human design go together because you got to find out where you came from to find out who you are today. That's, I mean, in the most simple sense of that phrase and in the even more complex phrase, if you're trying to figure out your design, like you got to, you, you can't know who you are unless you know where you came from. So am I wrong in, 
saying that they are very closely related like that, or is it not kind of separate but equal? I would say that it, you know, I agree with what you were saying. Um, would I say that human design provides that information? I probably wouldn't necessarily say that. In generally, in general, human design tends to be, um, you know, more systematic. There is some esoterics, you know, stuff to it, but it's going to help you evolve in the sense of um, who you are, the person, whether you live in your fullest expression. Now, I am also a certified um, Gene Keys guide, and Gene Keys is kind of like uh, another uh, layer that people that are into human design tend to gravitate towards that focuses more on the I Ching and is more esoteric. And according to that, then there is a belief as far as um, when you're looking at a particular aspect of the human design chart, it's the astrology three months prior to birth, because that's believed that that's when the soul enters into the body and human design. So through the gene keys, they share that this is karma. Um, so it is associated with like the things you were meant to come here to evolve and go through. Um, you know, and it is, I guess you could say in ways it's related because in the beginning I said that it's coming from, you know, the belief that the neutrino stream, those particles influence things, which kind of, you know, is also been referred to as that matter um, that is the Akashic record. So I guess maybe they could be in some forms connected in the sense of they both are looked at as the mysterious, you know, matter in which that formulates our light signature. Um, but human design doesn't get into as much esoteric information. It's not going to say like, oh, you have this past life or you're a star seed or, you know, things like that, where I think that, a, you know, a astrologer that specializes in that would be able to pull that information from, you know, yeah. something uh, more along that lines. Yeah. I don't know. I, all I'm hearing is all these different things I want to have done. But yeah, <laughs> I need to win. The, I, I think I need to win the lottery first, though, because a lot of them are. I mean, they, they, they I mean, services are not free to my radio folks. That's, that's just like so <laughs> I'm not going to say these things are expensive because they're usually just they're usually affordable because these people are trying to make a living, but they're also trying to help people. So they're not going to most of them are not going to charge an arm and a leg. I mean, there are those I do, but I try not to, <laughs> I try not to promote those ones. So, <laughs> but People do, people do, people gotta do them. So no hate either way. Yeah. If I could, well, if, if I could, you, charge, if I if could charge you, uh, for podcasting, that'd be a whole different story. So, <laughs> well, if you ever want me to read your chart as an episode, um, your human design chart, I would be more than happy to do so. Just let me know. We'll work on that. We will work on that because that is something <laughs> I would very much look forward to. And listeners, just so you know, in the last two days, I kind of booked out till December for recordings between this and my other show. So, 
<laughs> you're going to hear a lot of one-on-one -on -one brackets coming up soon. But <laughs> so when I talked about human design people before, they always mentioned shadow work, which yeah. interests me. And but shadow. What does shadow work like consist of really to you? Like every, everybody's different. I ask mediums the same, I ask literally yeah. any medium or psychic on the show the same questions because every answer is different. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's interesting because I'm actually in the process of working on having the book that I've written published, which is called Unavoidable and Totally Basic Shadows. And a big essence of what it is about, it talks a lot about what shadow work is, and it shares my journey from, you know, the religious experiences, you know, that I went through to my awakening. Um, so I love this question. So I look at shadow work as this, and, you know, simply it is the willingness to stop and sit and entertain the underlining reasoning you're feeling the way you feel. It encourages you to temporarily put aside the concepts of blame or victimization and just say, you know, entertain, okay, why am I feeling the way that I am feeling? And to also take personal responsibility to want to solve that problem for yourself. So a big key and why I feel like we are in the world the way we are today is because we are so accustomed to receiving our cues, our, you know, our validation, everything from the external environment. And rarely do we self-reflect. So Shadow work is saying, okay, I don't like how you treated me because that made me feel self-conscious. Okay, well, if you're doing something that's making me feel self-conscious, then I need to start showing up for myself and doing whatever it is I need to be doing for myself to try to soothe that need to feel a certain way so I'm no longer feeling self-conscious. And when we can provide those things for ourselves, then we're not being triggered so much by the outside world. We're not putting so much weight on our relationships to be a certain way or do a certain thing. I heard someone say once, I don't know if you've heard of Abraham Hicks, but I love, I love her. She channels. And she made a comment, something along the lines where she says, I need you to be on your best behavior and to do everything that I want you to do because I need to feel good. And if you're not behaving how I want you to behave, then I'm not feeling good. And that's a problem. And when you look at it that way, it sounds very selfish. But yet mm -hmm. we've been so conditioned to feel like, oh, how insensitive of you. You're not caring about, you know, what that other person's saying. You know, you're not, you know, those people pleasing and, you know, those things where we get wrapped up with it. So shadow work is the willingness to sit down into self-reflect as simple as that. It's willing to say, okay, I care about how I feel right now. I want to change whatever this is so that I cannot feel this way. To do that, we have to understand why we feel the way we do. 
And we don't, we, we get so much, you know, we get so distracted and we rarely consider that for ourselves. So really it's something powerful that you can, that you can do with, you know, for yourself. But the key is gentleness and kindness. You can't ask yourself, why do you feel this way? And then beat yourself up about it. You know, you can't, you can't go down, oh, I'm, I'm worthless and I'm this. And, you know, if I did this, they would like me this way, or I would, this would be different. You know, you have to ask yourself how, why you're feeling what you do. You have to be gentle with yourself and you have to, you know, consider solving or the curiosity of fixing that thing for yourself instead of putting the blame or, you know, falling into that trap of victimization. And that's tricky to say because I'm in no way saying there's no such thing as difficult circumstances and people going through challenging things. Mm -hmm. But at some, like I was disowned by my parents at some point I had to decide to no longer feel like the person that wasn't worthy of being a part of the family. At some point I had to to say to myself, no, you are worthy of this. You are these things. I had to build myself up. I had to not care as much anymore because as long as I did, I was giving myself that title of the unworthy, unwanted child, the black sheep. On the same regard, my parents are caught up in their childhood traumas and situations they went through. And because of that, my mother has always felt rejected. So she holds that title and she keeps that because of that she's always going to be putting herself in that category as the rejected person because it's impossible for her to see herself outside of that as long as she's claiming that label over her life. Exactly. And I mean, to put a common phrase on it and to get a laugh, they kind of make you feel like the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you, your face is like, oh, I know where he's going with this. Joke, the <laughs> asshole. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, okay. One, I know a lot of freaking people that need to read that book because I am infamous for peeving people off with some of the jokes I make, like that one, but that a lot, 10 times worse. But because I'm, <laughs> I, to me, even, even if something is tragic, I can still make light of yeah. it because it's just my personality. And but There's people, people with be- that energy for a reason. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we looked at your human design chart that that would be noticeable. You know, my son has a similar gift and it's here for a reason. You're meant to inspire something that brings some sort of shift or attention. So, yeah, it's a gift. It, it, I mean, well, I always thought so. <laughs> and I mean, p- people get offended by the shit I say, but it's like, I I say them all the time. Like, what makes you get offended by it? Like, yeah. it, don't just say because it's wrong. Don't just say because it's against what everybody else in society says to do. Just what makes you upset about it? That's the thing. And it's just, I've had people come back to me and be like, like a few months later when they get over it, they're like, okay, I see that I shouldn't have been as offended as I was, blah, blah, blah. I apologize. And now we're friends again. But it's just like, why did we need to go through this months of waiting for that to happen? Why couldn't you see yep. it faster? So 
Okay, yeah, I have I have an idea now for when you're coming back for your for that, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I want to kind of finish off by talking about your podcast for a second because I always podcasters got sport podcasters and things I talk about. I mean, obviously that name it could be a lot of things, but what is the overall synopsis of what your podcast is about? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I picked that name because I like to obviously talk a lot. Um, And so I love exploring, you know, possibilities and new ideas and thoughts. And so, um, you know, the things I talk about is based off of the things that I tend to talk about, which is human design, astrology, mindset, spirituality, you know, basically anything that brings awareness to the individual self and transformation. That's at the end of the day, most all, no matter where, you know, my episodes fall into on that category, there's going to be some message that tends to self-reflect, call back to the individual call back to the individual's expression and encourage them to, you know, do some of the hard work we just talked about with shadow work and things like that. Well, that's, and do you have guests every episode or is it some episodes just solo? I, I do a mix because once again, I do like to talk <laughs> and I have no problem filling up an hour, you know, just right. on my own. Um, but yes, I do for the most part, um, you know, I do have a lot of guests on the show from a wide range of, um, you know, areas that kind of share the similar message. Well, I'm, that's, I mean, my, if I was wearing one, my hat be off to you because I cannot, I refuse to do solo episodes of this show. I refuse because my, my saying is I wouldn't want to hear me talk for an hour. Why <laughs> should anybody else have to hear that? Why should anybody else hear me <laughs> through that when I wouldn't want to listen to myself for an hour? Because it's just going to go off the rails to 5,000 different destinations. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, my hat's off to you because I can't do that. But <laughs> I mean, could I talk for an hour about Bigfoot or about any paranormal topic? Yeah, probably. But well, if it makes you happy, maybe you should try it. <laughs> eh, I have another podcast where we do that with a group of people and it's just topic topic. So that's, awesome. That, that, yeah. kind of, that, that finding that a few months into podcasting kind of fulfilled the ever wanting request of me doing solo stuff. Just come listen to that show. If you want to hear me talk on awesome. with a couple other people, cause I don't do it by myself ever. Cause that just, <laughs> uh, I would get so lost. <laughs> I would just lose myself in the different topics I come up with, but well, folks, if you want to check out our podcast, please do. I mean, the link for it will be in the description of this episode, as well as the link to anything else that I had for her to share out. And before we wrap it up, tell them, where can they find all these things? It'll it'll all be in the description anyway, but tell them anyway, just so they can hear from your voice. Sure. Yeah. So most everything can be found under my name, Cassandra Deanne. That's D-E-A-N-N. And so my website is CassandraDeanne.com on Instagram. I am Cassandra Deanne as well as TikTok. So any of that, um, 
you know, would work. And I do now, as of this weekend, this past weekend, have the option for listeners to pull their free human design chart right off of my website. So, um, yeah, that's pretty exciting. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And go check it out, folks. You know, I think you, if you don't want to know what your human design is and you're just trying to hide from yourself, then come on, you could do better. So, <laughs> got to encourage people. You know, you got to encourage your audience. So, <laughs> you all know where you can find me. You know you can find me streaming on Facebook on the Unapologetic, Untamed, and Uncensored. Yes, I know the order is never the same. Uh, UQ Podcast Collective, you'll find it. Uh, and you can also find me streaming on Twitter or X now. It's, it's now called X. As that Juggle of Bastard, you can find me in the same place on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok as that Juggle of Bastard podcast. And of course, you can find me on YouTube as Paranormal Luna Normal. Or you could find me streaming live on Blind Knowledge Network because all knowledge is blind. That was the point of this episode. See, I made it work. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, it, it really is. And, of course, you can always check all the past episodes of Paranormal and Normal on any podcatcher you use. So, please go check them all out, folks. It's telling you, I've had some good episodes. If you're a new listener, go back and listen. You're going you're gonna to be missing a lot of cool shit. That's all I'm saying. But, And I want to thank Cassandra for coming on today. It's been an amazing episode. And I might actually be pulling a couple clips of this to put on TikTok, I think. I, I always say that I never come around or get around to doing it, but I got to start. <laughs> My TikTok's been dead for like a year and I haven't really posted anything. I got to change that. But enough self-reflecting. Um, until next time, folks, please come back again. I have a lot more coming up for you guys for the rest of this year. Trust me, it's going to be in hectic and insane, but I love it. Until next time, folks. <laughs> <laughs>